0: This is the Truth Network. Bible wonders of Habakkuk. Oh, what encouragement, what light, what faith building (laughs) is the 14th verse of the third chapter of Habakkuk, I think. Oh, wow. I, I am just more than amazed at how God is teaching me through this book, and again, the 14th letter of the Hebrew alphabet is the letter Nun. And so I was very much looking forward to where Habakkuk would take us in this study uh, in so many different ways. And the idea of the letter Nun, I will start out with, again, since this verse has everything to do with that, in my opinion. It really, really does. And I know I use that word a lot, but when I think about how important it is that we see what God is teaching us, you know, because lovers are learners and we want to break down the word, we want to rightly Break it down so we can understand it. The idea of understanding in Hebrew is Bina and and it has to do with cutting up the Word of God in such a way that we can eat it in bite-sized pieces. Well one of the ways that we do that is through looking at each individual letter and and, and again the thought of what Habakkuk is teaching us here when it comes to that idea of the letter Nun, which if you go to the Nun section of the 119th Psalm you have eight verses which are going to give you some idea of what this letter represents and how God's trying to express himself through the letter Nun. And that, you'll see, the first verse in the 119th Psalm on the letter Nun, you're probably very familiar with, is, Thy word is a light unto my feet and a lamp unto my path. But it also has to do, you'll see that he swears and he's going to perform. The second verse is very much a worker bee kind of thing. It's a very humble letter, and, and it has to do with the anav, the, the meek, of the world, right? It has to do with that letter, none. And so you can see the meekness that comes out. We talked about last week, I mean, excuse me, last episode, we talked about how pride was at the foundation of evil. And so now we're going to see how this meekness, how God, <laughs> how Jesus overcame evil with this meekness and how evil just sets on it that they just want to destroy the meek. And that has everything to do with the letter Nun a- and that idea of, 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 of faith coming out of a place of, you know, your back's up against the wall. So you got to trust God. And so here we go. And, and, and again, this is a spectacular illustration of that, in my opinion. It said, Thou did strike through with his staves the head of his villages. They came out as a whirlwind to scatter me. Their rejoicing was to devour the poor secretly and again as you might know i broke this thing down and and in, in as many ways as i could to try to understand and boy what an understanding i had that idea of staves right there when it says they did strike through well let's just start out with the word strike that word is pierce okay <laughs> it's just pierce and interestingly the word pierce means that you're going to create a hole okay and, and you're going to create a hole is what exactly the nails did in Jesus' hands, okay? And, and this, this verse has so much to do with that. But one of the very important things about this verse when you look at it, and I hope you'll study it, is that it says that he is going to pierce through. He's going to create this hole with his staves. And he's, he's referring back to the 13th verse where it's, it's literally Satan himself. And so it's latent, it's Satan's staves. It's his rod's. And, and that idea of rods is actually the, the, the word is the same word that is Moses' rod that he turns into a, stake, a, sna- a snake, is a stave. But in so many different ways, a rod is, is something that you can pierce with, okay? And that would be a nail, all right? And, and so when it says that he is going to pierce through with his staves, it's really talking about how God, how Jesus would take those nails at the cross, how he would take the spear at the cross the same idea, in order to strike through the head, what is translated the villages here, but actually that word is a very unique word in the scripture, and it clearly is referring to the head of the tribe of evil, which is Satan, okay? And so just like we learned in Genesis 3 that Jesus is going to crush the head of Satan, but it's critical to me to note how he did it because Clearly, and if you have a translation that doesn't say his staves or his rods or his nails, then you're missing out because the word his is, is very much possessive on that word staves. And and so the, the, the idea is just like Haman's gallows, right? That you might remember in the book of Esther, Haman built these gallows in order to, you know, hang Mordecai. Well, who ended up getting hung on those, on those gallows was, you know, Haman. Well, Satan certainly meant these nails going through Jesus' hands to be Haman's gallows, but it's so, so interesting to me how the Bible, time and time again, is teaching us that God is going to make a spectacle of Satan, and what he meant for evil, God is going to mean for good. Similar to, right, in the story of Joseph, in the pit, in the, in the jail, and all that went on in Joseph's life were his Joseph's nails, right? But what, what Satan meant for evil... God is going to use for good, and so clearly Jesus literally crushed the head of the tribe of evil with those nails that were pierced through his hands, and, and there you can see this, this amazing picture that is just, it's, it's, it's so beautiful as a faith increaser, right? Because when you look at the second part of this verse, he's going to bring out the meek here now. He says, he says, they came out as a whirlwind to scatter me. Their rejoicing was to devour the poor secretly. And so they were hoping that here's this poor Jesus up here, right? And you couldn't find a more Anav person at that moment in time than Jesus on the cross, that they were going to destroy him. And, and they knew that who he was, but they knew that clearly the Jews didn't know who he was. And the Romans didn't know who he was. And so, obviously, they're going to, the ultimate anav, the ultimate ultimate meek person, right? They're going to destroy him secretly. And, And so the application of this verse is spectacular. It just really, really is, because what it's telling all of us is that in faith, right, if we will become meek, and And trust God, even though evil's coming at us like it came after Joseph or like it came after Mordecai or or however it's coming after you, it's coming after you, but God is going to use those very staves, those things that that evil is meant to pierce you with to make a spectacle out of Satan and what we our role in that is to trust the vorpal sword, right? like let it go because what what it what it wants it is going to Make a spectacle out of Satan because if we'll wait on the Lord, right, and, and, and we, we will see that what's going to happen in the end is undoubtedly going to be that what they meant for evil, God will use for good. And 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 that faith and that understanding of that is is the idea of having light with which to walk by in this noon. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Because in, in, the, in his word there's example after example after example example of this where somebody went to come after God's people in whatever shape, way, or form and it ended up that they were made a spectacle of. And what a beautiful, amazing verse to study and ponder and think about. Again, it's the 14th verse of the third chapter of Habakkuk and is so much an illustrator of the letter Nun. Thank you for listening.